0: hit it. Welcome to the all the book. Nope. All right. Here we go. Welcome to episode 266 of the all the book show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news and literary news and sometimes dumb news.
1: Yes. Anyway, I'm Nick Gunning. I'm Eric Michaels. And we decided since there's not enough unpleasantness in the world, we're going to talk about banned books because it's banned books week, baby. Eric, are you excited about this? This is your annual Eric has a rage aneurysm on the podcast episode. You looking forward to it?
0: I don't know. Maybe I have rage fatigue from uh, yeah 2020. Say no more. You know, I can remember the year 2000 very well, but for some yep. reason I can't remember the year 2010 huh. that well. Huh. Do you remember like... Whether or not that was a good year, I
1: let's see. I, I'd been married a couple years. Uh-huh. I was working uh, at the Houghton you. College Library. Yeah, right. I think that was a good year. I was directing plays. Uh-huh. I was having a good time. Yeah, I, I think it was I, pretty good. Pretty good. What was 2010 no. in movies? Uh, Iron Man Two. Oh well, that's yeah,
0: but also a bit of a
1: sophomore slump there. Hey, speaking of movies, uh, Amanda Smith, you know our coworker Amanda Smith, filled in for you as a co-host on a Star Wars episode. Amanda sure. Smith texted me over the weekend and said, "Hey, I just listened to your kindergarten episode, and Eric is completely wrong about Hook. Hook is a good movie. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's two.
0: I... That's Listen, two I... saying Hook is
1: good." So this is
0: a movie I don't even think about until really? you say the word hook. Hook. Yeah. And Dust even then, I probably think Pretty Woman before I think hook.
1: Robbie Williams?
0: There, there's no part of me that every day is like, I need people to know that yeah. hook isn't good. Right. I... It just exists. Okay. But now, hook I was saying... It's non-existent in my life.
1: I was using a familiar name for Robin Williams. I wasn't suggesting the singer Robbie Williams was in hook, because I don't think he was. Though Glenn Close does do a cameo in hook, so...
0: I, I believe it. Okay. Everybody's in Hook. I apparently, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well. well, you know
0: what's funny? I said Hook makes me think Pretty Woman, but Julia Roberts plays Tinkerbell.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Boy, that movie's all over the place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, uh, who has never looked any different than she did in the movie Hook or today. She so. played nanny. She did. The, she played Wendy. She played like no, no, no. She played Wendy like grown up Grammy Wendy. Yep, who tries to make be. out with Peter a little bit. Look, the movie's weird. Okay, it does have its problems. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a perfect film because it's not. But anyway, we're not talking about Hook because it would uh-huh. just be a fight. We are going to be talking about banned books, which will also be a fight, but it'll be a fight where we're on the same side, and that's I always know, more no, pleasant. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm pretty like emotionally drained. You'll yeah, just tell me banned books, and it just, Kendra recently showed me some your wife, news, yes. so, or she's reading this book called Bad Blood right now about Taylor like, Swift. So. No, no, about this pharmaceutical company that like lied about a product and like it's going. And she told me the whole thing, and I just like looked at her deadpan. She's like, "How come you're not? Where's all the expression?" Like I just, I'm not surprised. It's too much. I know. I know. Oh, what is a pharmaceutical company a bad company? I hear what you're saying. Twenty (laughs) twenty.
1: It's uh, it's a rough time to be alive, but you know what? Let's uh, let's talk about what we've been reading. Let's look at the bookmarks.
0: Yeah, Times to be alive. Uh, I've been reading. I can't take it anymore. By everybody. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's so. That's Twitter, 20 basically. 20 is what you're talking about. <laughs> Even reading Twitter. No, uh, I'm almost done. I am almost with done with Twitter. With. Uh, I'm almost done with the uh, fifth book of the Wheel of Time series. Oh,
1: now long-time listeners will remember that many moons ago, Eric <laughs> promised a fifty-page a day.
0: A chapter a day is what I said. A chapter a day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Confusing me. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I promised a chapter a day. That hasn't kept out. No. So no, it hasn't. Uh, I'm. The thing is, I'm like I'm liking this, but like this is definitely a series that I've read on breaks before. Okay. I'm like, okay, I have an hour, for yeah. forty-five minutes. Yes to read this wheel of time book i'm Mm gonna read as much as i can and i'm gonna be jazzed about it now when it's just me i'm like oh boy i gotta i gotta get through some chapters you just keep
1: looking at that page count yeah yeah
0: so i i thought because i'm in like lockdown and all that stuff that this would be the perfect time to read such a book uh it actually feels like the opposite time okay because i just don't have like the mental uh energy to commit to like i should have i really should have stuck with stuff like uh what I was reading, the, like, uh, Educated by Tara Westover, mm. like, kind of in Daisy Jones and the Six, things that I could just digest in, like, two days yeah. and then move on. That's what I, I should have stuck with. I like, agree you know with what? you. I'll just, I'll just wait till next lockdown. Next lockdown, I'll do... I'll, I'll live a completely different life.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, I have not been able to really focus on things that are deep, so it, it has been... When you look at like your year and review of books you read this is definitely going to be my most like lowbrow year to date um but uh I, I did read some interesting comic books i wanted to mention to you uh it is hispanic heritage month which we'll be talking about a little bit later i've uh, got some book clubs to, to coincide with that but I've been using the comic apps, Marvel and DC, to read some of the Hispanic superheroes that I am familiar with but just haven't spent a lot of time with. So I read Aranya, Heart of the Spider by Fiona K. Avery. This came out in about 2005. Uh, The lead character's name is Anya Sofia Corazon. She becomes Mm -hmm. Spider Girl, but not in like a bit by a spider sort of way. It's a more mystical kind of approach to the spider powers.
0: Isn't she... She is part of like the line of characters that were kind of like remakes of characters in senses like uh, when we interviewed Fred Van Lanty he, yeah. he was talking about uh, how Marvel did this thing and everybody voted for Scorpion and so they remade Scorpion right? but she was like a teenage girl yes. ninja type character yeah. this, like, was, this is like the same time I think it is
1: yeah so this was collected originally in Amazing Fantasy and the first six yeah. issues issues follow Anya Corazon as Spider Girl and then issue seven picks up with Fred Van Lanty's Scorpion
0: Right, yeah,
1: and then Anya is carried over into her own title, which was released. This was back when Marvel was doing a lot of those digest size yeah. comics. Yeah, so yep. uh, I read the Amazing Fantasy stuff. Yeah, I like the character, but this collection was all lead up. Like you hardly I could
0: not tell you a thing about this character. I don't think I. Ever seen her in the regular Marvel Universe. I
1: feel like I have I have had just like vague, like in the, the more recent Clone Conspiracy arc, she was in that a little bit. Mm. Um, but this first volume that I read was all just kind of like, and here's how she becomes Spider-Girl. So mm-hmm. it's picked up in her self-titled book, Aranya, uh, which I am planning on reading as well.
0: So I read, I read
1: that. I finished the New 52 run of Blue Beetle with Blue Beetle Volume 2, Blue Diamond by Tony Bedard. This follows a character named Jaime Reyes, who is, if you're not familiar with Blue Beetle, he gets this alien uh, scarab backpack thing that is meant to, like, overtake his personality and just use him as, like, a vessel. But something in the scarab is damaged, so Jaime is able to control it. But it's still sort of a, it's kind of an odd couple, buddy cop situation.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And I like it. I like the character. This volume was a little like, maybe we'll try this. Maybe we'll try this. Before it's ultimately cancelled and rolled into a new book. But um, it is picked up again. The series is picked up again in the Rebirth era, which is more modern. So I'll get to that eventually. Have you read any Um, Blue Beetle?
0: No. Uh, A couple of the first issues maybe when my friend was collecting them uh, back before college. Okay. And I remember he appeared... They relaunched, like, Brave and the Bold in, like, 2006 or something, and I read, like, the first couple issues of that, and he was there with Batman. But not too much. I know he was featured in uh, a lot of, like, the new stuff. Isn't he, like, a main character in Young Justice? And he was in those those newer Teen Titan animated movies?
1: Shows up Justice League International and stuff, yeah. He's... He's used pretty regularly. But yeah, it's a good character. I don't think that this series ever quite found its footing before getting axed. So I might go back and read the earlier one, but I'll definitely read the new fi- or the Rebirth stuff that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Also in graphic novels, I read Gotham High by Maria de la Cruz. This is part of DC's current line it's of...
0: Gotham High!
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, young adult and junior graphic novels yeah. they're reimagining... Um, so this is uh this is set for an older crowd a little older than shea fontana's uh batman overdrive and it's cool it it feels it manages a good job of like completely rewriting these characters but you still kind of get the vibe of what the characters are meant to be it also uh adds a little diversity in there so like bruce wayne is is asian-american um selena kyle is portrayed as latina barbara gordon and her mother are black characters so it's nice to it's nice to have that in there and works really well with the story it just feels a little bit more full so i highly recommend that i think that was a lot of fun i think I, i wouldn't normally toss a lot of these like ya graphic novels over your way with dc stuff but i think gotham high you might you might enjoy
0: maybe i like batman stuff
1: yeah uh, and then I'm, uh, I'm going to be picking up some Miles Morales Spider Man. Uh, I'm currently. Uh, did you say what you're currently reading?
0: Well, yeah, the Wheel of Time. Just I Wheel of Time. Say still. You're burying the lead because I'm looking at your Goodreads right now, and you read a certain book by Mel Gilden, book eleven in a series, no oh,
1: less. Oh, I did. Yes. Yep. That's right. Uh, as, as listeners will remember, I do do a 90210 podcast over on the Radio Meanwhile network and I just finished Graduation Day, which is the penultimate 90210 novelization uh, uh-huh. written by prolific writer Mel Gilden. Mel wrote a Especially lot of Star if you're Trek in Germany. Yeah, wrote a lot of Star Trek, wrote a lot of like junior series. Um, but yeah, this is the second to last novelization for that. You can listen to our interview with Mel Gilden back in the all the books archives at soundcloud.com/ all the books.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's only twelve of these books.
1: There's one more, and the later yeah. ones have been impossible to find. The fact that I found okay. this copy of *Graduation Day*, especially mm-hmm. while interlibrary loan is closed down, was uh, lucky because usually they're like sixty or seventy dollars, which I will not pay. So,
0: <laughs> real well, then I guess you're not a real fan. I guess not.
1: I guess yeah. not. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. No problem. I'm currently reading *Crash of Fate* by Zareda Cordova. This is for the book club I do with some friends. This is a Star Wars book. YA, uh, YA Star Wars. Y. A. Y. A. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Angel Flight by Michael Connelly. I've got Grisham's The Guardians in the wings, so that's a, that's upcoming. Mm. Anything else? Did you do anything else exciting? You watching any new shows? Anything we should know about?
0: Uh, new shows? Gosh. I don't think so. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm opening up my... I, I've been keeping track of it in a Word oh, document now. Oh, wow. Fancy. Um, oh, I watched The 400 Blows. Okay. French New Wave film. Couldn't tell you the director's offhand right now, because I don't track that. Uh, I also watched this movie called Homicide, uh, with like William H Macy and Joe Montaigne uh, Montaigne. Okay, and uh, Mike Mamet. The author's the writer's name is Mamet. Does that sound familiar to you, playwright? D- David Mamet. Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting. And
0: then I just finished watching The Loveless starring a very young Willem Dafoe, directed wow. by Catherine Bigelow. Okay. So I kind of so like that on the, that uh, uh, recent
1: Van Gogh movie that Willem Dafoe did. Criterion app is that what you're? Yeah, that's what Criterion, I was say. Channel? On the Criterion channel. Nice. We just finished watching uh, Criminal UK, which is like it was a three issue thing or three episode thing. First one, they're interrogating David Tennant. The second, Haley Atwell. Uh, um, it's cool. It's interesting. Season two is just coming out on Netflix, so we'll probably watch that as well. You know what's really criminal in the UK? What rent? Ah. I actually don't know what rent is
0: like in the UK. I'm not sure either.
1: I'm not sure either. But I like that you really swung for it there. All right. Uh, shall we move into some? Oh. So I meant to tell you oh, this. Yeah. I also yeah.
0: watched uh, Brazil, which is a Terry Gillum film. Okay. Uh, it has like a young Robert De Niro. It has a young Jonathan Price. Oh. The the villain of uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Sure, of course. I'm not used to seeing him with any color in his hair. That's true. Yeah. So I couldn't believe it. I'm like, the man has brown in his yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah. So trippy movie. He's that relatively
1: movie. young in Evita. I think he at least has gray hair, or brown mm-hmm. hair in Evita.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you like Avita? Are you a fan of Avita? I've
0: never seen Evita.
1: Not the movie? Not even the
0: Madonna movie? Antonio no. Banderas? Wow. No. Okay.
1: Who directed
0: that? I don't no. know. No, I think in her new biography, she's saying the person was unkind to her. Oh. Wow,
1: you're following Madonna's I just autobiography saw news?
0: I'm okay. not waiting for Madonna's biography. Seems I think you we are. all know what Madonna has been doing the past 30 years. Actually, I'm not really sure what she's years.
1: been doing since that remake of American Pie. What's oh, what's well, going on?
0: She did die another day.
1: Okay, yeah, that's pretty she, good. Uh,
0: she fenced against Pierce Brosnan. No, I she remember. Did. She, she stopped a fencing match. She did, Brosnan. yeah. Like, hello there.
1: I um, love, I mean, this is like going back to I'm the 90s. Ridiculous. But I love Beautiful Stranger from Austin Powers, uh-huh. too. Anywho, let's get into some book news.
0: Okay. Look into the future to see what it proves It's time for book news. This is Latin Heritage Month. It sure is right now. Mm -hmm. September. All of September?
1: Uh, Actually, it starts mid-September and goes through mid-October. So I think I want to say October 15th, so is the last day. Mm
0: -hmm. So this is a list of books to read for Latin Heritage Month instead of the New York Times bestsellers list. Hit it. Uh, New York Times Best Sellers list can be found at the New York Times, though you can only read like five articles for free. That really gets you. Then you have to rely on stuff like Twitter, and then everyone yells at you because you're getting your news from Twitter. Mm. Mexican Gothic by Sylvia... Marino Garcia. The, you, you know what? This has been on my list.
1: And actually, this is the book club. This is the book club pick we're doing for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. So read with us and come come on October 13th. We're going to meet out on the front terrace and uh, maybe have some cider. Should be a good time.
0: Step into an isolated mansion in the 1950s, Mexico with Naomi, who arrives to save her cousin after receiving a frantic letter. This brave and glamorous socialite turned detective takes us on her journey to uncover the treacherous secrets that live between the walls without knowing exactly who to trust.
1: I'm excited for it, yeah. It's been on my list since it first came out. It has sort of a like Daphne du Maurier, like Rebecca vibe to it. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope, anyway. That's what it seems like.
0: Or Daphne from uh, Frasier.
1: No, not Daphne from Frasier, but good try, good try, good try. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Love in the time of...
1: Cholera. Love in the Um, Time of Cholera. Hey, you know what? Love in the Time of Cholera. I know we already discussed what we've been reading and watching, but my wife and I watched that free forum series, Love in the Time of Corona. Uh It was pretty good. I had a good time with it. Anyway, Uh, Love in the Time of Cholera by by Gabriel Gabriel Garcia Garcia Marquez.
0: Marquez. It is wood, it is stone by Gabriela Burnham. I like that cover. Linda, an anxious and restless American, has moved to Sao Paulo with her husband, Dennis, who has accepted a year-long professorship. As Dennis emerges himself in work, Linda finds herself unmoored and adrift. Linda's unwavering and skilled maid, Marta, has more claim to Linda's home than Linda can fathom. Marta, okay. who is struggling to make sense of a complicated history and its racial tensions, is exasperated by Linda's instability. One day, Linda leaves home The charismatic artist ultimately binds. Marta and Linda in a profoundly human and tender way.
1: I should say this this uh, this article that we're pulling from is uh, put out by Penguin Random House, penguinrandomhousecom slash the down slash Month, which we'll link on Twitter. You can find that there. The read down
0: uh, before night falls by Ronaldo Aranas. Cuban writer Ronaldo Aranas recounts a stunning odyssey from his poverty-stricken childhood in rural Cuba and his adolescence as a rebel fighting for Castro. Through his suppression as a writer, imprisonment as a homosexual, his flight from Cuba via the Muriel boatlift, and the subsequent life and events leading to the, his death in New York. Ooh. A Long Pedal of the Sea by Isabel Allande from the author of The House of the Spirits. And comes, Zorro.
1: Don't forget she wrote a Zorro book. Hmm,
0: comes this epic novel spanning decades and crossing continents follows two young people as they flee the aftermath of the Spanish Civil War in search of a place to call home. We talked about, this was on the New York Times bestsellers. List. I believe it was, yes. For a whole lot. Yes. Undocumented by Daniel Paldila Perletta, Journey from New York City homeless shelter to the top of his Princeton class is essential reading for the debate on immigration, but it's also an unforgettable tale of a passionate young scholar coming of age in two very different worlds. Sanctuary by Palo Mendoza co-founder of the Women's March, makes her YA debut in a near-future dystopia where a young girl and her brother must escape xenophobic government to find sanctuary. I okay so where is the uh <laughs> the science fiction here? dystopian
1: future they say okay
0: and it's 2032 so dystopian we're not far present? Off. okay yeah and in the near future america all citizens are sure. chipped and everyone is tracked from buses to grocery stores it's almost impossible to survive as an undocumented immigrant it's exactly what 16 year old valley is doing she and her family have carved out a stable happy life in small town vermont oh well that's a mistake but when Valley's mother account uh, counterfeit ships starts malfunctioning and proportion deportation forces raid their town, they are forced to flee. This was written in September twenty twenty? Wow. I guess I thought this was written like five years ago. Yeah. Like, well, this is quite a jump, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Twenty Twenty this is coming. Alright, I guess sure. so. yeah. dystopian future. Uh you know what? Anything. I I don't twenty twenty one is the most ambiguous year that's true ever i've ever seen up ahead so like you know but
1: maybe that leaves a window for hope
0: gosh i felt like there was more hope going into y2k even the staunch yeah. believers that the y2k bug was going to happen yeah we so like yeah but it won't be that bad We just won't be able to like get on get on aol right? right man if we could just go back to the time of aol write me a book love in the time of aol
1: yeah I, that book must exist it has yeah. to exist yeah
0: I would love to call you, but I've ran out of minutes for, on my AOL internet account. I have to wait until the cereal box adds another fifty plus, plus <laughs> and then I'll be on instant messenger in just a second. Oh yeah,
1: and then you get kicked off at an inopportune time in the middle of a conversation.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess it's you a rough got mail is basically the love and the yeah. Family. Well, that's right.
1: So. That's right. Monday, Man, Tuesday. Wednesday. What's
0: the uh? What's the you got mail guy doing these days? The Tom voice. Hanks. No, The Voice.
1: Oh, the you've got guy. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's married to Siri. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, him and Siri.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they found uh, love. That's another book to read, right?
0: Yeah. Little Eyes by Samantha Schweblin. The characters in Samantha Schweblin's brilliant new novel Little Eyes reveal the beauty of connection between far-flung souls, but yet they also expose the ugly side of our increasingly linked world. Uh, Trusting strangers can lead to unexpected love, playful encounters, and marvelous adventure. But what happens when it can also pave the way to unimaginable terror? Just don't meet strangers. Yeah. Or people. That is scary. Pass on people.
1: There's plenty more uh, on this list that you can find at penguinrandomhouse.com slash the readdown slash Hispanic Heritage Month. It's a list uh, chosen by Hispanic authors recommending novels... Of other Hispanic authors, so uh, it's it's a great list and a great resource. So we'll put that out on Twitter. Uh, shall we move into our main segment, Eric? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got bad news for you. You're banned. Ah. Oh. You're banned from this podcast every year. Don't, don't say it. Don't say a word because you're banned. I'm just kidding, I'm just messing Ah. with you We don't do that here Lots of good resources for Yeah, that's true
0: Mm,
1: We have, yeah Bannedbooksweek.org is a good place to get some information Some different uh, programming ideas And resources and everything there Also, ALA puts out quite a lot on this I'm going to be pulling primarily from ALA's list Of most challenged books of 2019 Uh, And they're not going to surprise you, folks They're not going to surprise you I'll tell you that much But yes, you're right. I mean, it's been rare, but we've had a couple of situations where we have had people come in and and challenge specific books that we have on the shelf. Um, And again, you know, banned books is sort of like, at this point, a misnomer. Books aren't technically banned. There's no like, no selling this book in this country yet. Uh, But they are frequently challenged. And that's, that's what the list is. So when you're saying banned books, you're really saying books that have been uh, challenged by by groups or individuals or organizations or whatever i gotta tell you eric you know every year we do a banned books book club and this year we did 1984 it actually meets on the 29th so come join us on the 29th talk about 1984 i had never read this book before are you familiar with
0: it yeah i've read it
1: okay like of course i've known of it and i know what it's about and it it added things like the, the concept of big brother i mean that's just everybody knows that now CBS uh-huh. has a whole franchise based on it, but uh, I had never actually like sat down and, and read the book cover to cover, uh-huh. and I've got to say, it was chilling. Mm-hmm. It was pretty chilling. It is uh, it is not a bleak, I mean, it's a very bleak book. It's not, a, it's not a hopeful book, and it doesn't really give you much. You finish it, and you're just like, huh, well, everything's terrible. Mm-hmm. So what was the most surprising to me to learn, though, that it was written in 1949? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's doesn't that seem early? Did you know it was 1949? To me, it felt no, I, I was no, I would have I guess guessed I thought 70s. It was like a, a 50s
0: kind yeah. of like, uh, Yeah, I don't know, like the what? What's the presidency where like if you were a communist? No. If they even yeah, Like McCarthyism, like, that, McCarthy, that that whole era. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Thought it was like the McCarthy era. Yeah. yeah,
1: McCarthy was not a president, but yes. Really. Yeah, senator. Yeah. But actually, you're right on because the second Red Scare was 40s. You know, through the 50s, so this is right smack dab in the center of that, but, you know, McCarthy wasn't a president. He's well, I Senator. don't know anything. Okay. Well, now you knew. You learned. You learned. Yeah. Yes, it was interesting to read. It was interesting to see, like, what things felt eerily similar to what we're living through right now, and what uh-huh. we're sort of like, mm, I, I could see that happening, but it hasn't yet. So, it'll make for an interesting discussion, you know, because uh, there are certainly, certainly parallels. Double Speak, I think, would probably be the one that Came to my mind the most is like, yep, that's that's now. But a uh, tough book to read, but I'm glad we did. So again, you can join us for the book club. So anyway, I'm I'm pulling this list from ALA.org. You can you can find a lot of resources there, but this is um, this is a, a list put together by the ALA Office for in- Intellectual Freedom. They tracked 377 challenges to library school and university materials and services in 2019. Of the 566 books that were targeted, this is a list of the m- most challenged and the reason that pr- the primary reason why they were chosen to be challenged by individuals. I mean, yeah,
0: this, this year it's basically anything that has uh, any book that deals with uh, LGBTQIA
1: plus or, or yeah. transgender. Yeah, I mean yeah. it is, uh, it's
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Alright, well
1: let's just uh, let's just do it. Let's just go through the list. George by Alex Gino. Uh, ALA cites the reason this was challenged banned or restricted and hidden to avoid controversy was for LGBTQIA content and a transgender character because schools and libraries should not quote put books in a child's hand that require discussion. Mm-hmm. Yikes. For sexual references and for conflicting with a religious viewpoint and quote traditional family structure. These are the reason just to be clear these are the reasons why people are challenging them. When they
0: when they put their suggestions in the suggestion box, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what they wrote.
1: We rarely get true challenges to books we have in our collection. I mean, it's happened a handful of times in the you know the six years or so that I've been here that we've looked at it and we've talked about totally. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember and one that
0: was banning a, a YA book, and the argument was, it's a great book, people should read it, but it shouldn't be in the teens section. I'm like, yeah. well, it's about teens, it's a YA book, and we yeah. keep it in the YA section. Your backhanded compliment is not going to move this yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. You know, but we
1: also, we've also had to make some complicated decisions here, too, about, you know, when we're going through and discarding books, things that are... Um, you know as things change over the years and new understandings we come to it it is always hard to know like is this a book that should remain on the shelf just for its historical context or um do you find this in other ways and not have this presented as a thing so it it's it's nuanced it certainly is but to but to just say no this this inspires conversation get this out of here i think it's just a Weirdly missing the mark. Uh, number two on ALA's list is Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teen Speak Out by Susan Culkin. Uh, the reasons listed by the ALA, it was challenged for LGBTQIA content for its, quote, effect on any young people who would read it, and for concerns it was sexually explicit and biased.
0: Mm.
1: Number three on the list here is kind of an odd one, and this was also on the, uh, the 2018 list that we read last year, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twist illustrated by E.G. Keller. This straddles a weird line because this is one that was put out by uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and it's a spoof on a book written by uh, the uh, the vice president's wife about their pet rabbit, Marlon Bundo. So to me, this is kind of, a, this is it's odd to know where to put this because it's written as a children's book, but its slant is much more like adult satire so it it sits in kind of a weird place Mm. but of course the reasons here would be it's challenged and and vandalized for LGBTQIA content and political viewpoints for concerns that it is quote designed to pollute the morals of its readers and for not including a content warning. Mm. Do you want to read this next one?
0: Sex is a funny word. (laughs) I always forget that it is until I say it. (laughs) And then you say it, you just you stop laughing. I
1: should have looked ahead. I should have looked ahead to see what the next one was, so I didn't oh, put you in this position. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right, I can't say it again, because I'll just... It just sex is a funny to... word.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: <sighs> Anything right. for a laugh uh, in 2020. Change band relocated for discussing gender identity and sex education and for concerns that the title and illustrations were inappropriate. This is by Corey
1: Silverberg with illustrations by Fiona Smith. Mm-hmm. next we have Prince and Night by Daniel Hack illustrated by Steve Lewis this is a picture book uh, it's reasons of course challenged and restricted if, for featuring a gay marriage and LGBTQIA plus content for being a quote deliberate attempt to indoctrinate young children with the potential to cause confusion curiosity and gender dysphoria and for conflicting with a religious viewpoint so again the book is Prince and Night um, by Daniel Hack illustrated by Steve Lewis picture book
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh sex is a
1: no 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 <laughs> we covered that one already
0: I am jazz by Jessica Herthel and jazz Jennings uh, for transgender character and for confronting a topic that is sensitive controversial and politically charged yeah, you don't want to give kids politically charged material otherwise right. how would we ever teach them not to have a discourse of course the for- tale is really interesting at number 7 yeah because I don't know anyone who even considers it, considers it young adult anymore.
1: The, the full list, the list here is not necessarily young adult.
0: No, right, but, it, I mean, it used to be, I think, just put in young yeah. adult section. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think with the show and everything, it's just been, it's like, it's just moved its way to adult sci-fi fantasy. Yes,
1: our, that's where our copy's kept. The reasons here was banned in challenge for profanity and for, quote, vulgarity and sexual overtones.
0: Drama, written and illustrated by Raina Telgemeier. For concerns that it goes against family values and morals. Uh-huh, it's because two boys kiss on stage during a play, and one of the characters is wondering if they are gay or not.
1: Hmm. So, okay. Uh,
0: nice nice wording there, whoever challenged drama. Oh, <laughs> here's one that's going to confuse the bigots these days. Here's one where they don't know which Here one he goes. Up Here he goes. Bring it. Bring it. I love it. <laughs>
1: All right, Uh, the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. (laughs) I feel like at this point, the Harry Potter series is, is not anyone's favorite at the moment, it seems like. Anyway, the reasons here, it's banned and forbidden from discussion for referring to magic and witchcraft, for containing actual curses and spells, and for characters that use, quote, nefarious means to attain goals. I'm, has this been? I can't remember. Has this been on? I don't think I've seen this one on the list in a good long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole witchcraft thing was a thing when it was first coming out. Oh yeah. Surprise! You know what? I this won't be here next year.
1: The Harry Potter series has not made the top ten list since uh, 2003. Really? Yeah. It oh, was there I, I, 2001, 2002, 2003, not again until uh, this year. Yeah. Oh, I remember it being a thing. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening around uh, Harry Potter author right now. A lot of people wondering how they can. Sub- anyway. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's it's a. I guess it's kind of. I don't know. Well, I feel bad for anybody who's dealing with this issue. As somebody who doesn't give a crap about Harry Potter, I can just sit back and be like, well, Yeah. Harry well, dumb. any
1: any time there's somebody that you admire coming out making statements yeah. that you don't agree with, that you find you oh, know sure. offensive is really it's a difficult as a They're consumer right. of that art it's really hard to know what to do you know
0: for people on twitter that like they haven't sometimes they don't get there but yeah. i see them on the path and i'm like i think we're going to unfollow you for for now yeah. so i don't eventually see yeah. your... yeah it's hard your... it is
1: really hard to know it's hard to know oh, what to do boy. finally and tango makes three by peter parnell and justin richardson illustrated by henry cole the reason it was challenged uh, and relocated was for LGBTQIA content. So it's uh, this is a very I don't know. A lot of a lot of these books have been on in the past. It is quite different from last drama's year's drama's
0: been there for quite a quite a bit.
1: Yep, drama was there last year as well. George was there, Marlon Bundo was there. Um,
0: Thirteen Reasons Why has dropped off the list. Yep. The Hate You Give dropped off the list. Yep, it, it's too late to to stop that train now. Wait, uh, yeah, drama has
1: a good long uh, a good long yeah. run here. So, yeah,
0: it's interesting to see what certain people are deciding is the thing we need to ban every year. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're a hive mind.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. This is a it's 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 always a challenging topic. You know how to. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had somebody come in, like a really young kid come in and want to check out something that you personally were kind of like, ooh, that seems like a little beyond? Have you ever had that experience?
0: I mean, I've had that experience with parents, like... Them checking out uh, graphic novels for younger kids, and yeah. I was like just so you know, like these Batman comics get pretty violent, and they're less like, "Oh, I don't care." I'm like, "All right, well then." I tend to think that a kid by themselves has probably more discerning taste than a yeah. kid with they're trying to sneak something past their parents. Yeah, I,
1: I know. I had a kid who came to like when the It movies were coming out. Uh, when I was on the kids' desk, somebody came and young, you know, young kid wanted to check out It. It. Yeah. By Stephen King, which you know is a.
0: Uh, I know who that kid is.
1: Certainly not a children's book. Yeah. And you know, in my head, like as a dad, I was thinking like I probably wouldn't want my son at that age to read this, but you know, I just I don't really feel like that's our place to to come make to the those library decisions. library by
0: himself with a library card. Exactly. He's probably got it more together than uh a, yeah. a lot of adults. Yeah, so uh, I just I just
1: don't really feel it's like mine or the library's place to make those kind of decisions. I think that's that's a call for parents to make and and uh, I I sympathize because it is hard to know. You know, it is hard to know what the line is and what, what would, what would make for a meaningful discussion versus what would be, you know, detrimental to a kid at at any specific age. Uh, It's, it's challenging. Like, as a parent, I find that challenging. But I don't think that, you know, trying to, to ban or have books removed from libraries is the way to approach that. I think that's a, a very backwards approach to it.
0: It's very good business for those books it is it so, is well i feel job. like
1: you know we can't go a year without me mentioning this but look no farther than the da vinci code you know there's a reason why dan brown owns like mansions in every country and it's because people really took issue
0: with the da vinci code i'd love to own like one mansion in well, any other country write the da vinci code then right okay get people talking did about it did you know that jonah actually from the bible uh, Jonah from the Old Testament.
1: Like Jonah and the Whale.
0: Jonah, Jonah and the Whale story. Okay. The Whale is actually a metaphor for Big Pharmaceutical. Really? Yeah.
1: I don't think and... you can write about that. I, I challenge this book. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> wink, wink.
0: Uh,
1: well, the lists again are, uh, you can find information at bannedbooksweek.org, and you can find more uh, at ala.org. But anyway, as I said, every year we do our Banned Books Book Club. We usually do more programming around it, but we're still operating uh, at a it's reduced always, capacity I here. Just, so, But you can check like, any of these books out. Put a hold on them or come to the, the curbside pickup and grab any of these books. We have them here. Um, and, you know, have some good discussions around them.
0: It always feels like it's the non-readers banning books. Yeah. That's, that's just, I don't know. It's like if you, were, yeah, if, if Nick here was to ban uh, the Doom games. Yeah. Because they scare him.
1: They do scare me. <laughs> I'm afraid of them, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. We haven't even looked at, like, you know, banned comic books and, and banned video games. Oh, I mean, those... Lord.
0: Well, sometimes they come up. I mean, Drama is a young adult graphic That's novel. That's true, yeah. Uh, Perse- Persepol- Persepolis is... Persepolis, mm-hmm. uh, Has Mouse been on the list?
1: Oh, probably. I mean, I haven't seen that in a while, yeah, but... Yeah,
0: Mouse, and it's when the graphic novels are geared towards, like, a teen audience yeah. that that they start coming down the droves. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean when you are when, when you're using graphic they start novels coming to coming down
0: with like a uh, like a hundred feral hogs, uh, feral hogs. They start coming down the hills like feral
1: hogs. Yeah, I mean all the ones you mentioned, I mean those those are using the graphic novel format to teach, you know, really powerful history and lessons to learn from that history yeah. to kids and teens through the graphic novel format, which to me, I mean I think that's a I think that's a great approach because it puts it in a way that's understandable, but well, it's important um, we don't teach empathy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, it's a frustr. It's every year. It's a frustrating topic, you know. Yeah. But I think being aware of it, being aware of what's going on, being aware of what uh, is being challenged the most, I think is is helpful information to have. So, there you go. <sighs> Well, as far as library news, I mentioned some of the things we have coming up here with the book clubs. We're reading 1984. Our next month, early October, we're doing Mexican Gothic, so we'll have copies available. You can either place holds or you can do checkouts down at Curbside. We have a stack of copies there as well. And it's Hispanic Heritage Month, so we've got programming uh, and displays for that as well, so I hope you'll check some of those out. Next week, we have a special interview uh, to tie in with Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm joined by a special guest host, Hillary Gunning, Eric's co-host on previously on X-Men, mm-hmm. sits in for an interview with illustrator Arletha Martinez, who is... Um, I mean, she, she's been working for Marvel in D.C. for 20 years now uh, and has some stories to tell about her experiences, stories that probably won't surprise you but are really interesting to hear nonetheless. So join us for that interview next week. Anything else you want to add, Eric, on this? I, I don't
0: know. I've been really grumpy this episode. I mean, because of the topic and because yeah. of the year and because of everything. Right. What, what are some, like, what are the past couple things that have put you in a real good mood? Just, a good mood. Just, just throw that at me right now. Okay. I need, I need some, like, good mood stuff.
1: Well, uh, I recently got a Nintendo Switch, uh-huh. and my son and I have been playing a lot of that. We just beat Link's Awakening, the first yeah the remake the first Link or Zelda game I've ever played. We are currently playing through Yoshi's Crafted World, which I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Haven't played a Yoshi game like that probably, probably since 64. since '64 with Yoshi's Story. So that's been really fun, really pleasant. What about you? Anything cheering yeah, you up
0: lately? Oh, yeah, Yoshi's Crafted World. He, he's still kind of like in yarn mode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah, I have done something fun recently. OK, uh, hit me. Maybe I haven't. Now I can't come up with anything. Nothing? Oh, boy. Yeah, this is to you got to come up, up with depressing. something. What about dog walking? Yeah, I've been walking dogs. That's been nice, which means I've been listening to podcasts again, which yeah. has been fun. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to 9021. here we go. Yes. Which is good. Uh, really really hoping Brenda and Dylan are donezo for good. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, you know, you're mentioning podcasts, uh, doing doing podcasts, I feel like, has been sort of a bright light in, for this last several months because we already mentioned 902 and Here We Go, which, yeah. which I do weekly. And then you and I, outside of this show, we have a YouTube show where we talk about comic books. Yep, those are among fun. my favorite times of the week.
0: Yeah, those are fun. Doing Radio 64... Is a mixed bag of fun. Mm. Like I, I have fun picking the songs, and I have fun picking the cover art for the videos. But like recording it by doing it solo is is frustrating. Mm. But doing the '90s podcast uh, with Kendra, uh, my wife and I started doing '90s music got us like where we look at a '90s song yeah. uh, every episode. That's been fun. Uh, it, it, it's just fun to uh, to do that podcast with her, but also. Doing it about '90s music, yeah. So you know, having like <laughs> I don't know, like twenty-minute long discussions about waterfalls and uh, Kiss from a Rose and mm-hmm. Two Princes. It's that's that's been that's been a lot of fun, and people have like talked to us about it. Nice. Kendra's brother has been in it. Nice. I guess, which has also been nice. We should mention
1: too, some of these air locally. Uh, the all the book yeah. show you could listen to on the Angelica radio station every Wednesday night at nine o'clock, and Radio sixty four airs every Monday at six o'clock. So here, this you can is tune this
0: in is because this has put me this put okay. me in a good mood. Okay, give me last one more Wednesday. good movie. Uh, I have to get the the name of it though.
1: Well, while you're looking for that, I'll tell you we've been rewatching Smallville. We just watched episode 200, one of my favorite episodes for the whole series. Very nostalgic, very fun. That was definitely a bright spot. All right, so give me one more ray of sunshine before we uh, lock this up.
0: Uh, so on Twitch, uh, Twitch slash The Collectors RPG. Uh, I play on their Wednesday night sessions. It's, okay. it's kind of this uh, homebrew, uh, made from scratch world that uh, Crystal Storm, uh, on who you can find on Twitter under Crystal Storm, has, has created. So it's this world I don't know anything about, but I'm playing. I'm trying to play like this John Constantine techie character, but he's gone. He's gone off. I don't even know anymore because we're in this world. He doesn't understand. Anyway, I have been trying to rein in my chaos elements as a as a player in these games. And uh, I, I I couldn't last week. Last time I almost basically got killed by somebody who believes themselves to be the biblical Michael. Wow. Uh, angel, a, a, like the like <laughs> the like the John Travolta sold. movie. Yeah, like John Travolta. That's okay. what I told them. Nice. Anyway, it was a session where like I made a lot of people gasp because of how snarky I was to said Angel, okay. and then like I couldn't even contain my laughter. So that was a good night. Uh, a pick and fights with a. With very powerful people who could have wrecked me very quickly. Wow. Yeah. So
1: escaping into an alternate reality mm-hmm. is is more pleasant.
0: Boy, if if, if there was a portal and, it was like, <laughs> and, and somebody at there. the door was just like, "Wait, before you jump in, if you go through, you'll never be able to return." Before they finish their sentence, I'd be on the other side. Yeah. I'd be like, "Hello, weird, weird alien race." And Eric was never there, seen again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, would you if you jump through a if you jump through a stargate? What what universe are you hoping you land in? Because I wouldn't want to land in a Farscape universe as much as I like the show Farscape. Yes.
1: Okay. Could I go to like a Mario type world to so run around? Sure. Jumping on shy
0: guys you, and stuff. You want to jump through a portal and you are now going to spend the rest of your life in the Mushroom Kingdom? I mean, maybe not the rest of my life. Could I just do a vacation or something? Yeah. You, maybe okay. like a, like a Mario Sunshine situation.
1: Yes, which is out on the Switch now. Yeah. I'm debating you, you getting, because I know I do, but the controls might be a little bit better that way. I've I, always they, wanted to play it.
0: They haven't really remastered anything. It's just oh, kind really? Of like just like a port? Huh. Yeah, I think you, uh... I think actually people are saying it's controls a little wonkier because you don't have the GameCube controller. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's a bummer. I, maybe you'd have even more fun <laughs> playing. Well, now outside. you're
1: bringing me down again after this goodwill you did to get uh, us excited again.
0: Hey, Bob Hoskins was 51 years old when he played Mario. Wow. In movie. So, so it can happen to you still, Eric. You could yeah, still, I could play, still Mario. play Mario. Yeah. I two All right. More years to perfect the role. Well, Hold this, me, this me is it. a, okay.
1: It's a me, a Mario. That's pretty good. don't you? I on That's pretty good. I don't. Harry Potter. I've been checking out Switch games right here uh, from our own collection. So that's another thing you could do if you're looking for a good time. We've got we've got Switch. We've got Nintendo DS. We got PS4. We got Xbox. So you come in, and check out games. Most of them are down at curbside. So. Check Nintendo that out.
0: Has, uh, the DS is done. Nintendo has... I like, heard that. Console, uh, yeah. The, I guess, like, the 2DS has been, but now the 3DS, so now they're 100% all in on the Switch wow. all the time. Okay. But, but, yeah, there were plenty of games there for both consoles, I think.
1: I'm hoping they so, poured over Yoshi's wo- Woolly World, because Is that I how haven't... you play Link's Awakening? What? You rented it from the library? I did, yeah. yeah. That's how I'm playing... That's... The only game I bought is Ultimate Alliance. Everything else I've just checked out from the library, so... No. Pretty right. good time. Yep. All right, well, again uh not to bring it down but it's band book week so go out and read a band book again you can find things at ala.org you can find things at bandbooksweek.org you can revisit our old band books episodes uh at soundcloud.com slash all the books and you know what while you're on your podcast app go ahead and give us a rating and review it helps people yeah. find the podcast that's good
0: i just rated and reviewed 9021 here we go
1: Ooh, i'll have to go look at that <laughs> it better not be a one star
0: it, it was definitely a one star. I oh, said something it. about how you seem really naive. Oh. And Kendrick just seems way more in the know about the show than the apparent expert. Yeah.
1: Huh. So. That's mean spirited. All right. Well, you can join us next week as we sit down and chat with Aletha Martinez about her long history as an illustrator and artist for Marvel, DC, Archie, and more. And we'll see you then.
0: Bye.